What's up, guys? Welcome to the No Tomatoes podcast. I'm Elijah, and this is my brother Titus. Uh, I'm going to be your host today. Usually, I will be your host, or he will be your host. Yes, ma'am. And that will be what we do. Yes, ma'am. So, Ty, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. Just got home from work. Where do you work, though? I work at Aldi. What do you do? A lot of things. A lot of things. Mostly stocking, janitoring, and cashiering. Mm. I do all of those things. Because at Aldi, you do a lot of things. Yeah. Because you can't do, like, the Walmart specialized thing. Correct. Yeah. Anyways, um... So what we're going to talk about today is going to be songwriting. And we're going to bring our friend Adam, who is another member of the band. Uh, us three are the three that write, sing, and uh, play for the band. And we were like the original three members. We have two other guys, Corbin and Bryce. Both of them awesome, awesome men. Both very awesome men. Very from, sensual men. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> they're from Grace Christian University, uh, where I go to school, and uh, hopefully they'll get us some rehearsal space after I graduate, because I'm not going to be able to get rehearsal space there. Yeah. Adam's <laughs> doing things off the screen, but that's okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We put quite a bit of work into getting our production quality up and, and ready so that we can give you guys some good content so that you guys can take away some things that you want to use in your own uh, lives or your own music uh, endeavors. So, yeah, without further ado, the main section of the podcast. That's some pretty complicated stuff to play. You don't have respective hands. Do I do? You <laughs> absolute trash. Having a good time. Like, just enjoying myself. It was like so, just so fun. The song sucks. Yep, that's true. All right, welcome to the main episode. Uh, so we are going to spend about eight minutes per question. We've got some questions here. Um, and we actually got um, a Facebook group, the singer-songwriter Facebook group, to answer the first question. And it applies to a lot of the other ones, so we'll bring those in. But we'll quote some of the people's answers that they gave us because they gave us some good insight. Um, so the first question that we're going to ask regarding songwriting... And hopefully this will give us a good idea of what songwriting is and, and what we should be doing uh, moving on. And hopefully it gives you guys some more ideas. What is the most important thing to consider while, while you're writing a song? The words. <laughs> Craft. Uh-oh. Craft. <laughs> Those are two of the answers we got on Facebook. <laughs> Craft. Craft. Yeah, man. Anyways, what do you guys think? Ty, how about you? What do you think is the most important thing when you're writing a song? Um, I don't know. I never have a structure when I start out songwriting. I always think I should have a structure, and then I never really write out a structure. But um, I think the most important is kind of knowing the feel of your song before you go into writing it. Like, If you start writing a song and you have no idea where you're going with the song, like in terms of the emotion behind it, you're kind of stuck in, in the middle with an emotionless song, and that just doesn't make a good song. Because I've, I've written some songs out of, oh, that's a cool idea, but I don't put any uh, emotion behind it, and it mm -hmm. just turns out to be kind of bland. 
So having like a personal connection with the meaning of the song. Yeah, that definitely helps for yeah. sure. Cool. So what what do you think, Adam? What's the most important thing for you? Um jeez. It's a big question. Well, you gotta answer it. <laughs> you gotta get a big answer, man. My brain is farting. Um <laughs> I think I think honesty. I think a lot of times in modern music these days there's a lot of uh pop songs that are just it just sounds like they all sound the same, not just the the music structure, which that that is the case a lot of the time too, but also the words and what they're talking about. I I think there's got to be in like you got to be honest with it. Like while you're writing, don't just jot down what sounds catchy or something. Kind of like what Ty was saying, being in touch with it. Yeah. For sure. I think uh, there was one Facebook comment that really touched on what you guys are saying. Um, craft. Craft. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, I'm going to mess up this last word, last name. Luscombe? Luscombe? Looks like a loose comb. Loose comb. Anyways, Matt, Matt he says, remembering the feeling I felt with the events that happened that inspired me to write the song. So having that personal connection is super important, and I, I really agree with that. Um, I think knowing, um, someone else also said, uh, conceptualizing and determining the intention or message of um, the song before the lyrics are written. And that was uh, Gordon uh, Bramhall who, who said that. And I think that is really where you kind of hit the the nail on the head is mm -hmm. getting that concept together. And then the song kind of writes itself after that, you, because the concept can inform the words after that. And then it can inform the feel of the song. Um, s some people like to say, um, I, I guess this brings us into our second question. Let's see. Should you write the words first or the music first do you write the the words to the music or the music to the words uh what are you guys' kind of approach ty i always flip-flop <laughs> i never i mean in the varying in my opinion the varying um the the quality of the song never really varies but depending because it tends to be if i know the feel for the lyrics i'll usually be able to write something that um kind of fills out that vibe for the lyrics and if i write the music then i can fill out the vibe with the lyrics so it's not it doesn't really change anything in my opinion i mean some people might think that one's more important than the other i think they're both very important um some people care about lyrics more some people care about instrumentation more like i care about lyrics a lot but <clears throat> always when I take it to Eli like hey this is a song idea he's always like well what if we do this this or this and I'm like well that sounds like a better idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's the producer bone in me yeah I'm so like, this could I'd, be better it's great but it could be better right and I mean it's I always start with just usually almost always start with an acoustic guitar mm -hmm. and create just <laughs> chord structure then I go from there but I can I can always like write. I will say though, it's harder to come up with um, lyrics when you don't have that chord structure because 
when you write, like I've written lyrics when I'm in class and then I come back and I'm like, there's no rhythm to this. (laughs) I can't do anything with this. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think they're both pretty important. Neither of them really comes first for me. Mm -hmm. And it's definitely a personal thing. Like for me, um, what Ty's saying, usually I can, uh, I can hear the melody in my head as I'm writing the lyrics to the to to the melody that I hear in my head. I don't necessarily have to have an instrument with me. It helps, but I don't necessarily have to have that. Some people need it, um, and that's just kind of a, a a personal preference. And um, Adam, Adam, what do you what do you like to do? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It's it's basically the same same thing as what he's saying. I mean, and uh, like even in the sense that I'll sit there with my guitar or at my keyboard just like fiddling with different melodies and I mean um I think psychologically there's already something on my mind when I'm playing notes like I I'm mm-hmm. playing a certain way because of how I feel about like in the moment so then it the lyrics come to me but then also yeah vice versa I've had times where uh, even though it is a lot harder as Ty was saying I've written like a poem or something that mm-hmm. like just something lyrical and then come back to it later sometimes i've done it like like a couple years later and i go back on it like well this could probably be a song even if i tweak a little bit make it um flow more (laughs) More which eli always eli always chimes in with the different flow of thing it's got a flow yeah yeah so that's that's what a lot of people on facebook were saying as well is um once those lyrics and and the song is written you got to come back and polish it up. Like first I usually like to polish the words up and say, Hey, this, what you're saying here is good, but it could be worded differently to fit more with the music. Um, so that's the first thing I, I, I try to do when, uh, when I'm polishing up my songs and then, uh, I take the music and I, um, <clears throat> Oh shoot. I forgot what I was saying. You take the music. I, I take the, the arrangement of the music and say, oh, maybe we can add another chorus at the end. Maybe we could just end on this note. And, like, it's taking the all of the pieces of the song, like we've got verse one here, we've got verse two here. It's ordering that in the most interesting way possible. Um, a lot of people put this off, and even I did this in my early days. It's just like, oh, I'm going to write a basic song. It's going to be a basic chord structure. We got verse, verse chorus, one. Verse yeah. two chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Verse, bridge. Bridge. Pre-chorus, yeah. chorus. It's end. all the, like <laughs> the basic chord structure, the basic song structure, but sometimes you want to take a minute once you've got your song fleshed out to go the extra mile and see what, what it would sound like when you've got the verses and choruses and, and, and different parts in different sections and repeated at different times. So that's one thing that a lot of beginners tend to overlook um, that I think a lot of people on Facebook got uh, pretty well. So we were also, a lot of what we've been talking about is uh, emotional writing. Um, but there's also this other aspect is like when you've got a concept that you're not necessarily. Uh, emotionally tied to. Um, so that brings us into our, our third question. Um, and it, it's like, what inspires you to write songs? And are songs of pure inspiration and emotion inherently better than the intentional songs with a specific goal? Um, That's a big question. 
question. Yeah. It <laughs> is Re- question. Restate your question there. Yeah, yeah. So Can you use it as a sentence? It's kind of a two-part question. The first one is, what inspires you to write songs? And the second part of that question is, are songs that are inspired by your emotions or your um, inherent um, life, are, th- are those better than songs that you say, I- I'm going to write about this because I, f- I feel like this would be a good concept to write about? And you're not necessarily emotionally tied to that. Mm. Makes more sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, my inspiration to write songs was from other people writing songs around me initially, um, because when I when I started writing songs, I was like, eh, I probably won't be that good at it. So whatever. But I wrote a song or two. They were really cheesy, and well, really, these two started writing and I was like I guess I could write songs so I started writing songs and as I said my first two were really cheesy and it got better over time but I mean the first two were emotionally driven but I think they went overboard um they went like not necessarily to dark places but to just to places that were extreme for the situation um I don't know. I yeah, think... so you didn't necessarily want to publi- publish those songs. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and I, I think there's a place for those kinds of things, and it, it just kind of helps you process your emotions better. Right, no, that's definitely therapeutic writing. You know, like, writing that you get off your chest. Like, there's songs that I'll write, I'll get the feelings off my chest, and I'll be like, all right, I'm going to delete that now. Um, but mm-hmm. that, that um, that's less... Uh, it was inspiration and do they come out better? Yes, they do come out better. Uh, when I'm emotionally tied to a song, uh, it tends to be you hear it in my vocals. You hear it through how much attention I put into the song. Um, I will say putting building a conceptual song, maybe if you're not... <laughs> I'm emotionally driven when it comes to songwriting at any point. I feel like if you're not always emotionally driven and you need to write a song or you just want to that won't always come out bad but for me i feel like if i could try to write a conceptual song it won't be as good as if i was to be emotionally connected to that song that's that's well said because i'm just gonna tie off what you said because i can i can write conceptual songs and they can turn out just as good if not better than songs that i'm emotionally tied to um I don't know if we we haven't released these on No Tomatoes, but Boxed Up Lives is is one song that I've written that's on my personal Spotify. That was completely a conceptual song. I I can't say that I wasn't emotionally tied to it at all, um, but it's not nearly as emotional as like, oh, my girlfriend broke up with me, right? Right. It's a a song about injustice. It's a song about the crap that's happening in in the world. Um, And yeah... There is an element of emotion, but it doesn't necessarily for me, I I don't have to be completely emotionally invested to write a song. I think sometimes I I took a challenge at at one point. Adam probably remembers this. Uh, You guys probably both remember. The one song a day challenge. One song a day challenge. Mm -hmm. You just write a song, even if it sucks. (laughs) And most of them sucked. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I got to say, 
But honestly, that is the number one thing you can do to improve your songwriting is just do it. Just write. Just write. Adam, do you have anything to say? We kind of been... No, no. You guys have pretty much crafted the right answers. I mean, I'm definitely mostly um, emotional driven with everything. But, I mean, some songs that I'm not going to name that are going to be on the album because no no spoiler alert. (laughs) Um, Some of those songs actually... Well, like one of them, I know we wrote together. We just kind of sat there and we're joking like about this, this thing, and we just wrote it together. It was it was a planned thing. It was, yeah. I mean, I don't think there was much of an emotional connection to it. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Yeah, that one. But also, um, uh, sent but not delivered. Yeah, sent but not Com- delivered. Completely was, conceptual off of, of her first album. On the if, if on anything, the it was impulse. on the inverse of that. I had an emotional connection to one of the songs that is going to be on the album and Eli really didn't. And we wrote a song, wrote part of that song together. Like I had come up with the idea and I had written out some of it and the parts that, I mean, some of what Eli and I wrote is in there, but some of it got cut out just because it didn't fit that well. I mean, it it was mostly emotionally driven and then part of it was conceptual and the part that was conceptual kind of sucked. And we went, well, I guess we'll take that part out. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it represents the fine line between conceptual and right. inspirational. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. I'm I'm completely I'm not completely, but I'm very very inspirational and emotional driven because I most of the time won't even finish a song if I'm just if I'm feeling something and I start writing it. If I stop feeling it, like in the moment, like it's just not that on, on my mind. I'll just mm-hmm. cut it out. Yeah. I, yeah. They're junk songs, basically. It's it's the difference between inspiration and dedication. Right. Inspiration, a lot of times if you're inspired to write a song, the song will just flow out of you. Mm-hmm. Right. It'll be there and you'll be like, "Oh shoot, man, this is a great song. I'm going to I'm going to polish it up." Mm-hmm. Uh discipline the discipline of writing songs every day, a lot of times y- you get better at doing it, but it's it's a it's a drag. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um it turns it but, turns but it from makes, a, a joy to work very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah, but it makes you a better songwriter. Sure. Um, it, it makes you a better emotional songwriter. Yeah, too. Mm-hmm. and that's kind of kind of where uh, some of the. It, you're right. It does make you a better emotional songwriter too. And because um, I did that, I didn't post anything, but I I was like, all right, I'm gonna write a song every day for these next two weeks. I wrote a song probably every other day, but mm-hmm. I I got a few songs out and I was like, hmm, these aren't great. <laughs> <laughs> About ten you know? percent of them were good. Yeah, I mean yeah, maybe so. one or two of them were, but. Yeah. What I want to talk about is is next is the difference between writing uh, with a business mindset and writing with an emotional mindset to change uh, the world, basically. Um, to mm. you know, you have an intention that people are going to have a connection with these songs and feel that in their souls. Uh, and um, yeah, so a couple of Facebook comments we got when when we asked what the most important thing. Uh, about writing songs is we're very business minded and they kind of said you know you have 10 seconds to grab their attention and uh, a strong top line that causes people not to click off your song is really important what do you guys think about those kinds of comments like an attention grabbing type deal yeah um i i think Writing a catchy first line or maybe a, a catchy song in general is important. Um, I think it's really important in terms of business modeling, you know, if you're going to try to sell the song to people. But 
that's not always what we want to write. <laughs> um, I mean, for me, plenty of songs I've written, I'm like, oh, this is a really, really good song. And then I'm like, eh, it's not that catchy, though. You know, like people might not, you know, like if I write, write a song that's just straight poetry and it sounds like it was written in, you know, the 1700s, <laughs> it's like, well, I probably wouldn't fly right now. Um, in terms of, I got, I'm kind of losing myself here. What was the question again? Um, you know, just the, the kind of comments that, that need like the comments uh, that say you need, you, you need a catchy song for people to listen to it. I mean, it doesn't irritate me necessarily, but it's kind of like, well, maybe some people, you know, like if you write something, someone's going to enjoy it. It doesn't matter where they are, you know, like at least some person in Lithuania might enjoy my song. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, I mean, look at ice JJ fish. People still listen to him. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Like if you, you can write a terrible song and someone will enjoy it, or you can write a great song that not many people enjoy, but you know, it still means something to you. Like for instance, uh, we actually released the snow white single. Um, I personally didn't think it was catchy. Um, I thought it was a good song. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the most catchy song I've ever written, though. Um, but, it I mean, that song is near and dear to me. Yeah. Um, but people like that song. Mm-hmm. Sure, and I mean, yeah. a lot of people like that song. I was even given a compliment from uh, one of my friend's parents. Um, but, I mean... You know, it's not necessarily going to be the hit single of 2020, you know. But, right. So it's kind of yeah. like the intention of, of what you want your music to be. Right. Do you want to reach a whole bunch of people or do you want to just enjoy what you write and maybe other people will enjoy it too? You know, I think Adam so. has some comments on this one. <laughs> do, I do. <laughs> um. Yeah, I was I was thinking the same way. I, I um. See when I ga- what I gamble with in my head, like, and this is for writing anything from like a depressing ballad to uh, um, a more punky song is. Um... You were talking about before we started the podcast about how. Uh, oh, what was it? It was. Uh, it was a s- classic song. Oh yeah, um, the Beatles. The Beatles. The a day in a life. A day in the life. Uh, it um they that was an example of a song back then that was uh i mean the intro is not the longest but it does pick up slow and then there's like a five minute thing in the middle of it where they literally just threw orchestra together that just played absolute trash but it was to represent (laughs) like chaos because it's supposed to represent like um the craziness in life but um, i mean i would be careful calling it trash well, yeah. some pretty complicated yeah. stuff to play. Absolutely. I'll get, I'll get I love the Beatles, but I'll still get Beatles fanboys breathing down my throat. But um I was um I think like even there's times like whether I'm writing a depressing ballad or a punk rock song or something, I um I I battle with myself like debating whether or not I should like try to write something that's catchy or um that grabs people's attention but then um then I'll, my mindset will change to where i i just hope 
I'm like, I hope that when people listen to this, they get a connection to it. And that's what I rely on. I try to make myself rely on them actually having a connection to it because that's the point of it. The point of songwriting to me like that is something personal to myself that other people can find personal to themselves for whatever reason. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I don't think, I think I was saying earlier, like when you write a song purely to sell a song, you've kind of completely missed the whole point of writing a song. Yep. Um, That's true. It, and I mean, yeah, you'll make money, but like it, why, why would you only want to make money writing a song? You can make money doing anything. Um, so I, I don't know. I think having that emotional connection or having that meaning behind the song is super, super important. Um, because people are going to recognize that authenticity um, and if they truly value your music and your art, um, that's way more important and way more valuable to me than any any amount of money, really. Um, so, yeah, cool. That's that's a good way to answer those questions. Uh, the next one we're going to move on to says, what does songwriting mean to you personally? We kind of hit this question a little bit, but is it different than your relationship to music in general? Oh, <laughs> I, either of you guys can um, chime in if you got an I'll, answer. I'll just start. Um, to me personally, I, I think for actual music, the music part, like I'll, I'll sit back and I'll listen to some of our stuff that we record, whether it's our, um, our band stuff or our solo stuff. And I enjoy it. I enjoy the message, but <clears throat> songwriting itself, when I I've used, it's like a, a support for my mind like it's an emotional support for my my mental stability basically and um in the moment i i think there's the two moments where you feel the songwriting process the most is when you're obviously writing it but also when you're recording it because you have to put that same emotion you felt while writing that song into the recording and if you don't do that, then the song sucks. Yes. It just <laughs> it, I, it loses most of its weight. I uh, I remember Ty actually. He said, uh, I think it was our the live uh, the live uh, um, advertisement basically for when Snow White came out. Is he said he recorded the vocal track like uh, tons of times, and they ended up going back to one of the first ones because that's when he had the most emotion in it. And, yeah. But um, I think for me. When I personally play music, it's a little different from when I rec uh, when I write music. When I'm playing music, um, it's almost always just noodling and, and messing around. Yeah, um, having a good time. Right, just enjoying myself. When I'm writing music, um, I'm always like, all right, I got to come up with the next thing. What's the next thing that's going to happen? You know, I'm always more driven to do something when I'm writing music, come up with, oh, this would be a really cool guitar lick in this point, or this would be um, a really good lyric to throw in at this point. And when I'm just playing, I'm like, oh, I'm going to cover this song and be a goof about it. You know, it's, it's the, the feeling is a little different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They're different disciplines. Um, performing music, I think is more, it's both more technical um, on the the other side of it, like you've got to know 
what chords you're playing. You got to know the structure of the song. You got to know the, you got to know all the technical parts and you've got to also engage your audience. So you can't really be thinking about the emotion of the song as much. You already have to have that internalized when you're writing a song, you can process through your emotions as you're writing that song. And when you're recording that song, even you can process through what sounds good, but when you're performing, Unless you're doing improv, I mean, sometimes you can do improv and it, it can be pretty cool, especially if you're super talented at your instrument. Right. But, um, and, and sometimes we throw in a little bit of improv, uh, but not a ton um, for our genre. But anyways, yeah, performing and writing are, are pretty different, but both very important um, for, I think, our mental health. Yeah, um, true. I think songwriting is more important for our mental health, but performing also has that kind of, it, it, it gets you back into society. Well, uh, you're not just like a hermit. <laughs> writing speaking stuff. of that, I mean, after since COVID, I mean, um, it was hugely different. Like I, we didn't do a whole lot of shows, but just the shows that we did do, I had this dopamine boost through the roof. Mm-hmm. It's just so fun. Such a good time because I mean, we didn't have many people coming to see us, but just the people that were was in the room, I wanted to do my best just because people were enjoying the music that I was putting out. It puts you in a different mind space. Like it puts you in a I I want to show people the best I can do because they're coming to see my craft. They're coming mm-hmm. to see what I'm good at essentially. Craft. craft. I'll never I'll never forget the uh, drunk the drunk guy and the Nirvana the Nirvana shirt at the Hot Rock, the Hot Rock bar. It was a Hot Rock bar. Hot yeah, rock it was the Hot Rock yeah, bar in yeah, Detroit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget him. But yeah, it's a, it's definitely a dopamine. Boost. What about him? <laughs> uh, he he was like so supportive. Like he was yelling, he was oh. like cheering for us. But no, nice. I, I um for performing, I think going along with that, I think it's almost a closure for me. Like there was writing the song, there was recording the song, but then performing the song. It's like it's out there, like. Not just in a format where you can look it up on Spotify or SoundCloud, but you can just, it's there. People are listening to you say it, which is, I kind of veered off into a different direction, but anyways. But yeah, for sure. Um, It's cool to have, it's cool to have those different aspects of your art be available to people. Um, I think a lot of people like the live aspect because it's more of a fun thing and and it's more authentically you i mean when you record things you can polish it up as much as you want but when you're recording live or when you're um playing live people can see just how good or bad you are <laughs> or how much the song is genuine or and, yeah and that too and and how much emotion um you have behind it so yeah so the next question we have um we're doing pretty good on time but the next question we have is, uh, should you stick to a specific genre? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Done. Um, and here's why I say it. Um, personally, I think if you write one genre for your band's lifetime or for your solo lifetime, it might get you more people coming because people enjoy listening to that genre more than they would like some people would enjoy a classic rock vibe as opposed to a jazz vibe but as a music uh a musician or an uh lyricist yeah um 
Singer songwriter. Singer songwriter. Uh, you kind of cut yourself off of growing. Mm-hmm. Um, like if if I was to write pop punk my whole life, <laughs> I could get a certain chord progression and a certain way I s- write the song and say, oh, this is all I'm going to do. It works. And then you grow, go nowhere ever. You right. Know, you, you, you could s- be popular. So right. And you I mean, could be famous. You even. could be Green Day. Playing punk. <laughs> playing, playing you pop could punk. be Green Day. <laughs> Only write pop punk yeah. ever. Well, play, I mean. Play pop punk at 70 years And my, my, my point being is like, you're, you're just never being everything you could be. Right. If you write. I, I think you're, you're kind of, yeah. I think you're right in that it helps you grow a lot. Um, there is that, again, that, you know, pros and cons of music business or music itself. Right. And uh, I think us at, in our genre in general, but us as people tend to gravitate more towards the music is way more important than the business behind the music. Um, it, it tends to be a lot more that way if your livelihood also isn't on the line. Yes, yeah, so that's like, true. For me... I'm probably not going to go into music, so whether right professionally whether, as as your only right. career, whether the band is super popular and making money or not is not super important to me. I mean, it it makes me happy to think, oh, all these people are gonna listen, but it also makes me ha- more happy to say, this is the song I want you to hear. Mm-hmm. This is what I've worked on for a month of my life please listen (laughs) yeah or or a year or however long right however long it takes to write yeah i i definitely do not think we should be tied to one genre that's just me i mean i can i can bring up the beatles again how they i mean they kind of veered and created a lot of subgenres and in their career but even like ed sheeran he does a lot of different things but it's because to me listening to those artists i kind of developed uh genre reflects what i want to convey in the message at the moment if i'm angry i'm probably gonna write a punk rock song if i'm sad i'm probably gonna write a sad um either pop rock or alternative whatever you want to call it ballad something like that but um i i i just i don't like like ty was saying there's just no room to grow if you're just tied to this one thing playing punk rock when you're 70 years old barely <laughs> hold your day. guitar you the got green day mentality is what we're gonna call it <laughs> which i like green day don't get me wrong but good <laughs> goodness gracious yeah i good. think i think the best bands uh tend to morph over time they experience you, you, some of my favorite bands cage the elephant cage the elephant yep. started out with their first album cage the elephant and they were just they were, going they were ham they alternative were rock all the way going brand. ham and then now they're like chill, but also like weird. Yeah, <laughs> but like it, it's true. They're good there's though. a progression, and and you can see that you you progress in your mental state, you progress in your life. You know, I was in middle school writing songs about cereal. I was in <laughs> high school writing songs about cereal. my girlfriend. Oh, oh <laughs> it's not <okay>. cereal. <laughs> I was in high school writing songs about my girlfriend. I was in. Continued to write songs about my girlfriend, but <laughs> and we're still writing songs about yeah, girlfriends. Yeah, but, but and I'm writing songs about you know, my ex. Throughout, yeah, you'll never. Throughout you'll never all of that, you start to get other themes, and you start to care about certain things more. Uh, you know, money becomes more important after you get out of high school. True. Um, so 
yeah, I think your sound should develop with you as you develop. Um, and I think that is much more important than sticking to a genre just to sell more. And not to be a poser. Yeah. Poser. We're not calling Green Day posers. Mostly. We totally are calling Green Day posers. I love Green Day. <laughs> We're mostly, mostly not calling Green Day posers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> They've written the most pop punk songs in history of ever. Well, Using four chords, nonetheless. Some yeah. of them are three. <laughs> some does. of them. Okay, we're going to stop talking about Green Day now. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not what this is about. Sorry, Green Day. I'm not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's an education, artistry thing versus a business selling stuff things. But it doesn't necessarily mean if you change genres that you won't be successful. Because look at Taylor Swift. 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 <laughs> look at Taylor Swift. Swift. She changed genres. She's the most popular pop artist today i think female female pop artist not to be sexist but yeah, yeah. and uh yeah mm. so Ariana changing Grande. genres does not mean bad business it doesn't mean good business but it doesn't mean bad business and i think it is much better to focus on being authentic through and experimenting with other genres um whether or not that affects the business so yeah, yeah. irrelevant anyway so yeah cool that was we're under time a little bit. Is that all the questions? No. Oh. We have more and more question, and that question is, um, what encouragement can we give to people who are getting into writing music? And even people who have been writing music, um, who are out there listening to this and just want a little bit more perspective or, or see what we're about, what encouragement or advice can we give to those people? Find other people that write music. It's important. Um for me, I never, one, I would have never gotten into songwriting at all if it weren't for people around me writing music. But just, I mean, if you're not already in a band, maybe find some people that play music that you can come to and be like, hey, I had this song idea. Do you want to talk about it? Or, or something like that. You know, it, it was important to me to have other people that knew music and knew how to make my music better to one improve and two feel like I was feel like I was improving you know because like if you have nothing to base your songwriting on then you're you're gonna I mean you might not stay stagnant but you're gonna feel like you're staying stagnant you're not gonna feel like you're growing um in terms of you know encouragement I'd say keep going you know it's it's it will get better. <laughs> uh, it was just like out of high school. It will get better. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, no, but it's it's just as you progress, you'll notice you're progressing. I mean, it, even with the most popular artists out there, um, Shawn Mendes, Ed Sheeran, all those people, if I go back to Ed Sheeran's first album, I can say, oh, he's grown a whole lot from the Plus album to the Divide album because he's he's talking about more mature topics or he's using different definitions or something like that or, or Shawn Mendes from his first album they were three chords all acoustic guitar no harmony then you go to his newest album which is just his name Shawn Mendes and that song actually has flavor to it he does like almost jazzy songs almost songs that make interesting points um and i feel like 
anyone can get better at any point. It doesn't matter if you're a new songwriter or a songwriter that's been writing songs for 30 years. You can always make something better about your songwriting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> my biggest encouragement is to not compare yourself. I made the mistake when I first started writing, like whether it was people I knew around me or artists, I'm like, how on earth could I write a song that good? They're they're just they're just too good. But then, I think about the fact that before Ed Sheeran was Ed Sheeran, nobody wanted to be Ed Sheeran. So, the best encouragement is to not compare yourself and to just focus on the other things that we talked about. How you just focused on the craft, <laughs> the craft. But writing itself, and just. I know it sounds like really cheesy and generic, but like being you and writing what, what you want to write because you can, you, who knows, maybe you might become the next top selling artist of all time. Move over Ariana Grande, move Ooh. over Taylor Swift, move over Ed Sheeran. I'm just kidding. I love Ed Sheeran. <laughs> I want to <laughs> take a minute uh, before I, I say my biggest encouragement to thank Michael S. Teruya. I think that's how you say your name for giving us craft. Craft. That is the, the craft. The craft. We're just gonna keep saying that mm. for the rest of our lives, just because you Listen. you went into my Facebook question <laughs> and answered us with Michael, one word and a period. Um, anyway, guys, of your comment <laughs> was <what>, superb. <laughs> <laughs> what I want to say to you all listening um, is to keep doing it. Keep writing songs. If you suck, it does not mean you cannot be great right? Your songs are going to keep improving even if they, they don't sound good right now. Um, everyone has something to say. If you, if you find a way to write what you have to say so that it's relatable to other people, then someone is going to like it. Like, like you was saying earlier, someone is always going to like what you have, uh, what you post, what you, what you have out there for other people but you can't be shy you can't be shy to let other people know what what you're doing right if no one knows like adam was saying (laughs) if no one knows you're a prostitute they are not going to ask to buy sex (laughs) yes and his phony russian accent and kind of also hung over from his birthday party (laughs) on his 21st birthday he says this and i'm like adam this is the most profound statement I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I need alcohol to be intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's something to take away Classic. from your 21st birthday. Classic Irishman. Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> so we're going to end on a recommendation and then uh, a quote. So Ty has our recommendation for the week. What, what do you recommend for us, Ty? Um, if you guys enjoy comedy podcasts, the uh, McElroy brothers do a pretty good one. It's called My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh just a fun little advice podcast that's not really giving advice but it's it's fun it's a good one cool yeah good good entertainment value i'm sure mm-hmm. yeah so so what i want to end with with is uh is a quote from a psychology book that i read in a conducting book so it's kind of like inception i'm quoting a quote and i'm paraphrasing it because it's a very complicated quote and i wanted to make it a little bit simpler so that it didn't f- roll off my tongue the wrong way <laughs> But uh, it goes like this. 
We do not just make up words or learn them in school or ever fully have them under control. Words, like angels, are powers which have invisible influence over us. They are presences which have whole mythologies, genders, histories, and vogues. Words are persons. They transcend their basic definitions. Without inherent soul in words, speech would not move us. Words would not provide forms for carrying our lives, and there would be no sense to our deaths. And that's from James Hillman in Revisioning Psychology. Words are important, guys. So that's why we write songs. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. This has been the No Tomatoes podcast. I hope you have a great week.